Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Let's take a look at the new college football AP poll. So the Georgia Bulldogs took the number one spot away from Alabama again. The Dogs received 32 first place votes and 1,535 points in the top 25 to get the number one back. They were just two points behind Bama last week and got them. Georgia beat up on Auburn between the hedges on Saturday in Athens, 42 to 10. Meanwhile, the Tide, who had Young with the shoulder injury, escaped a upset bid by the A&M Aggies in Tuscaloosa. They barely beat them. Ohio State moved up a spot to number two, receiving 21st place votes and 1,507 points. Number three is a season low for Bama, which was the preseason number one, then fell to number two after week two. They got just 11 first place votes. How about Illinois at number 24, getting ranked for the first time since 2011? Brett Bielma doing a job in Champaign-Urbana. And how about James Madison, JMU, in the top 25 for the first time in school history? The Dukes are playing their first season in the Sun Belt at college football's highest level now as a D1 program that matters. Clemson overtook Michigan and moved up to number four. And the Wolverines fell one spot to number five, even though they rocked Indiana and Bloomington with a big second half. Tennessee went up to number six, which is their best ranking for the undefeated Vols since number five early in 2005. And they finished five and six that year. USC fell a spot to number seven ahead of Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, and Penn State. There's your top ten. So it goes Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, the top five. Then Tennessee, USC, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, and Penn State. Ole Miss, of course, was having a game on their hands at Vandy, but they blew out the commodes in the second half. The Tide of Saban are the first team to drop from number one to number three off a win in 25 years. So Illinois got into the top 25 for the first time since October of 2011, ending a drought of 178 polls unranked. But they're 5-1 and one after beating up on Iowa and getting ranked. 
So now who has the longest droughts of Power 5 schools? How about Rutgers since 2012? Oregon State since the preseason of 2013? And Vandy in 2013? As for James Madison, they were so great in the FCS. Remember, they won a national championship in 2016. They lost in the title game to North Dakota State twice in 2017 and 2019. But the Dukes have had no problem moving up to the big time. They're 5-0. They average 44 points per game. I had a nice over with them on Saturday for you. Their coach, Kurt Signetti, said about being ranked and moving up from 70, like whatever it is, uh, 63 scholarships to 85 uh, to go into the FBS type schedule and everything else. He said there were a lot of unknowns coming into the season. There is one thing about our program is we've had such great success from 2016 on. There's like a culture here, a standard, an expectation. And our guys expect to win every time we go out on the field. JMU is the first school to be ranked in a season when it transitioned up into the FBS. Signetti said, all the national publicity uh, that we've had is extremely positive for the university, the program, the athletic department, and our boosters and supporters. Making the top 25, that's just another step. Texas is back in the rankings again, tied with Kentucky at number 22. I don't know how Kentucky's ranked after losing to South Carolina at home, but the Longhorns blew out Oklahoma 49 to nothing in the Red River, and it was absolutely ugly for the Sooners, whose season is over. Falling out of the top 25, BYU now unranked for the first time this season after losing in Vegas to the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, who's turning their season around, I might add. Washington dropped out of the rankings after losing a second straight game, this time to Arizona State. And LSU's return to the top 25 was a short one. They got blown out by Tennessee and Baton Rouge at Tiger Stadium. The Sun Belt didn't have a team ranked from the time they came into FBS in 2001 to 2015. Never ranked once. And now all of a sudden, they got a team ranked in JMU at number 25. So they've also had Appalachian State ranked. Anyway, here's the breakdown. The SEC has six teams ranked. Number 1, 3, 6, 9, 16, and 22. The Big 12 has five ranked, numbers 8, 13, 17, 19, and 22. The ACC has four, numbers 4, 14, 15, and 18. The Big 10 has four as well, numbers 2, 5, 10, and 24. The Pac-12 has four, numbers 7, 11, 12, and 20. The American has one at rank 21, and the Sun Belt, as I mentioned, at 25. There's great rank versus rank games this week. How about number 10, Penn State at number 5, Michigan in the big house in Ann Arbor. Third top 10 matchup in the series, and their first since 1997. How about number 3, Alabama going to Knoxville to see number 6, Tennessee, the second top 10 matchup since 2000 between those puppies. Number eight, Oklahoma State is in Dallas at number 13, TCU in Fort Worth. The Frogs have their best ranking since being number nine in 2017. 
number 15 NC State, fresh off a win over Florida State by two. They go to number 18 Syracuse at the Dome, the first match of a ranked teams at home for Cuse since 2001. And then number 16 Mississippi State is at number 22 Kentucky. They're coming off the loss to South Carolina. Mississippi State rolled at home over Arkansas. First time these teams will meet, both ranked in 49 matchups. And number 7 USC is at number 20 Utah. The Utes lost to UCLA at the Rose Bowl. I mean, they got humbled. And USC keeps winning. Second straight game against a ranked LA team for the Utes. Lost to the Bruins. Now they're home at Rice-Eccles and Salt Lake Shakers to take on the Trojans of Lincoln Riley. So the bottom 10 uh, went UCLA 11, Oregon 12, TCU 13, Wake Forest 14th. I love the Deacons. Number 15 is NC State, then 16, Mississippi State. Mike Leach's boys mean business with the air raid. Number 17, K-State. 5-1. and one. Number 18, Q's 5-0. and oh. Number 19, Kansas, their first loss. Number 20 is Utah at 4-2. and two. And then the final five, number 21, Cincinnati. Number 22, Texas. Tied with Kentucky. Number 24, Illinois. And number 25, as I mentioned, James Madison. So just so you know, tomorrow night you've got a game in Huntington, West Virginia at Edwards Stadium, Louisiana and Marshall in the Sun Belt. Neither one's won a conference game. Louisiana, the Cajuns, two and three. The Herd are three and two, both winless in Sun Belt action. And then on Thursday, you got a pair of games, Baylor and West Virginia in Morgantown. Baylor's three and two and one and one in the Big Twelve. West Virginia two and three overall and zero oh and two in Big Twelve play. Baylor's laying three and a half. Fifty-five is the number early in the week. And then Temple and UCF down in Orlando. You saw what UCF did last week to SMU in Orlando. They rolled them for thirty-one straight points and blew them out. So Temple comes in two and three and zero oh and one in the American. UCF four and one and one and zero oh in conference play with the win over the Stangs. UCF is laying twenty-three in that game. Baylor laying three and a half to West Virginia, fifty-five and a half the number. Going back to that Marshall game tomorrow night, the herd are laying nine and a half and forty-seven and a half is the total there. Friday night, there's a pair of games as well. Navy and SMU in Dallas at Ford Stadium. Home of the Stangs, they're 2-3, and 0-1 oh in conference play after losing at UCF humbly. And Navy coming in 2-3 and three off a big win. They're 2-1 and one in the American and playing really good football. 13.5 is the number. 57 is the total. And... Texas, San Antonio. I love this team, the Roadrunners. 4-2, 2-0 in Conference USA. Going on the road to Florida International down south of Miami in the Okeechobee. 2-3 FIU, 0-1 in Conference USA play. Texas, San Antonio laying 32, 63 is the number. There's some great unranked games this week, and Crappy teams are hooking up. I think there'll be good games. Miami at Vatek and Blacksburg on Saturday should be good. 
Arkansas and BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. That's delicious as well. Maryland and Indiana in Bloomington at Memorial Stadium should be a nice game. How about Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee? They both mean business. Murfreesboro will be the site. Western Kentucky laying 7.5-67 is the number. How about Wisconsin and Michigan State? Arizona at Washington at Husky Stadium. LSU in Gainesville at the Swamp. The Huskers are at Purdue. North Carolina at Duke. Air Force at UNLV. And San Jose State at Fresno State. Sounds delicious enough to me. You can get all my college plays always at FarrellOnABench.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.